Welcome to the Wellness Guys Show with wellness experts Dr. Lawrence Tam, Dr. Damian Kristoff, and Dr. Brett Hill. Welcome to the Wellness Guys. I'm Dr. Lawrence Tam. I'm Dr. Damian Kristoff. And I'm Dr. Brett Hill. And this is the Wellness Guys Show, a weekly show dedicated to bringing wellness to our lives. And as we approach the end of the year, actually probably more the end of the world, being 12-12-12, the end of the Mayan calendar, which is uh, supposedly that's the end for all of us. What do you think, guys, about the end of the world? Well, I, I, my calendar ends in December, so I thought maybe the end of the world was then. <laughs> well, the thing is right now, because if you're thinking that the end of the world is coming up, then you could be panicking um, and being in crisis. Well, I know for a fact that a lot of people do put their lives in everyday life thinking that it is the end of the world or their life is ending because they have their fighting crisis every single day. So we thought we we're going to do a show today on how to manage your crisis or crisis management. So Damien, we'll start off with you because you are the man of crisis <laughs> most of the time. Well, it's, you know, it's kind of, you can call it crisis or chaos or something like that. I was saying to the boys earlier on before we got on um, and started recording that I tend to only double book things once a week. So that's not too bad. And it does cause sometimes a little bit of panic. But when all things get a little bit too full on, I tend to just put everything back into perspective. You know, from time to time you hear about, you know, things going wrong or you hear about, you know, in a non-paleo sense, people get toasted. In a paleo sense, people get roasted. And I kind of felt that... Um, if I put things back into context and that I ask myself, will anybody die if this gets stuffed up? Then, uh, And if the answer is no, then I've got nothing really to stress about because in terms of priorities, my, my number one priorities are my health and my family. And really, at the end of the day, that's not that nothing else is going to get in my way. As long as those things are taken care of, everything's all good. So everything pales into insignificance, um, I suppose, when you get some kind of perspective around your values. Mm. And I, I like to use that. Well, and well, incidentally, Damo, Lawrence and I like to call it disorganisation. <laughs> but you know, the, the other thing with that, Damo, is I think it's it's about um, also understanding what you can control and what you can't. Yeah. And that, that sometimes there's some stuff that goes on, and you just can't control that. Mm. And so it, it's there's no point stressing yourself out and losing your health and you know getting stressed out with your family if there's nothing you can do about it. You know, and I think the the Mayan calendar is a perfect example. You know, we, the world may or may not end on the twelfth of the twelfth, but at the end of the day. Well, what are you going to do about it? Like, there's, mm. there's nothing I can do to prevent it if that's what's going to happen. And so you just got to go on living your life and enjoying your life and getting the most out of your life. And you know, if it happens, it happens. I, I tend to think it probably isn't going to, but you know, who knows? And um, you know, just control what you can control and worry about what you can control. And and I guess those are the things we're talking about here. You know, in terms of what can you do in terms of your health and in terms of your wellness and prevention and all those sort of things. They're going to give you the best chance to enjoy your life, however long that goes for. Hmm. Well, the, the thing is, is that we know that a lot of people out there, um, I know I get a lot of clients that come in to see me and they're, you know, they're so stressed in their life, whether it be their job and it could be a variety of things, right? It could be their job. It could be their family. You know, they could, they're doing really well. They want to get healthier. They've been listening to the podcast and they really want to get healthier, but they have, um, you know, it might be someone in their family passed away that kind of knocked them off their tracks or um, their, their job's on the line or they lost their jobs and that kind of pulls them, pulls them, pulls them aside and creates a bit of stress. <laughs> um, you know, cancer, for example, in, in, you know, in the family or with themselves that, you know, really kind of pulls them away. So all these stresses have kind of come up. So what we want to talk about today in this podcast is really how to manage those crises. Can, how do you get you back on track? Because at the end of the day, mm -hmm. it's about learning how to 
like what Brett said, you got to get over it. And we got to figure out how to get from there to move on towards actually finding solutions for it rather than being stuck in that state. So let's uh, give our typical, uh, you know, we have a whole list of things we're going to go through today and each of us will have our own tips for ourselves because obviously we're all different. But let's start off with Damien. Damien, you know, you mentioned about perspective and, and putting mm. your list of values first and family mm. first and, you know, sorry, you first and then your family as those top priorities. Um, yep. You know, how do you find that? Is there any other tips from beyond that, from that perspective point of view? I think uh, I think it's really important that if um, if I'm going to look after my family that I survive. I think that's important. Um, so that that's crucial. But the other thing is that um, there's certain things that you just can't control. Brett said that before. We've got to focus on things you control. And recently, my family was touched by cancer, and uh, and it's it's a frightening thing. You kind of go, oh my gosh, jeepers! It starts to question everything that you believe in, everything that you think about, everything that you know forms foundations, all those sorts of things. They crikey, you know, surely I can't get touched by cancer in my family. But we did. And uh, so, you know, we could have panicked about it, but we just kind of had to work out what we could control, what we couldn't control, and then put into place an, an action plan as to so as to get um, this person who's very, very close to me um, well again. And we managed to do it, which is excellent, and with combined approaches of natural medicine as well as uh, mainstream medicine and, and with a great result. With a really excellent result, actually, and uh, and again, it just reminds you that you've got to you've got to really just collect your thoughts. Everyone's busy. Everyone's got a heap of things on their mind, and you know, Brett, I you could be right. It could be disorganisation, but sometimes, <laughs> sometimes that disorganisation means that you, you don't have to be so linear. And in many many people's cases, they're so linear that they can't move out of the way of that lineage. And I'm able to duck and weave and move around different things, maybe because I am disorganized, but at the same time, <laughs> it means that I can actually seemingly do things in a multitasking fashion because I could just go, you know what, that doesn't matter. This really does. And I'll just drop a whole lot of stuff. And unfortunately, um, I've got people around me that can pick up some pieces. But you just, it, for me, it's, it's all about knowing what I can and can't control. I think that's really a good point about that, Damien. It's disorganization from our point of view, but in your head, it's it's actually organization. It's just, you know, for us, it's because we're looking at it from a, a different perspective, but you have everything in line. And I think that's really important to say that, you know, for a linear thinker, that's disorganization is really tough. Um, yeah. But for a nonlinear thinker, that's really important. So being aware of your strengths, um, yeah. the awareness is, is a huge. So being aware of what, what you're good at and how you can actually get back on track is important. Because if you're a person who was a linear thinker, um, you need to be aware of that so that you can actually put strategies in place that are actually in a systematic step-by-step -step, um, way to get you back on track. But if you're, not, if you're a non-linear thinker, you kind of need to do whatever, you're gonna do a whole bunch of things. My suggestion is to do a whole bunch of things and just try whatever works. And then what works, stick with it. You know, for example, if you want to get back on into health and you don't really know, and if you're a linear thinker, I suggest you actually follow a plan or a step-by-step -step program of some sort that's out there, or you know, listen to the podcast from number episode number one all the way up to this one. Um, the other, th if you're non-linear thinker, then it's more like you know, try a bit of this ex particular exercise, try a bit of this type of uh, lifestyle of eating, and and uh, do a little bit of this, this meditation, and try whatever works, and then something will find you know you'll find like oh that really works with me and then just go ahead and do that so i think that's important about what you just said there damien about being aware brett what about you what what, what is one of your next tip for how to manage your crisis in your life well i think for me when there's something going on like that it's really about just getting back to the basics i think for me it's it often is an indication that uh, there's something going on often i'm then in a little bit of a state of stress 
um, where you know I'm a bit overwhelmed. You know, if it is a crisis, I'm maybe a bit overwhelmed with what's going on, um, what to do next, where to start. Um, you know, all these challenges going on. And usually for me, that's a time to just really get back to basics. And so um, I know there's some really basic things that I can do that are going to help me de-stress and help me clear my mind. Um, and I also know that when I do those simple things and, and can clear my mind, um, that the, the problem or the solution becomes self-evident. And, and we might talk about solution focus a bit later on. But if, if I can just do those simple things and clear my mind, then the solution kind of tends to take care of itself. And so for me, that's really simple things like just going for a walk or a run um, or, you know, just having a really nice, a good meal. It might be a really nice salad or something or, or just taking a nap. Like it's, it can be as simple as that, just taking that little bit of time to relax and unwind and de-stress so that I'm actually in a clear space, so I'm in a clear headspace to actually think through the problem and think through the solution. Um, and I find when I do that, that most things tend to, you know, start taking care of themselves. Mm, so true. I think one of the things to add to that, Brett, if I may, is to actually have a plan of the things that you should, like maybe like a top five or top 10 simple things you could do when you're in crisis before you actually get into crisis. So yeah. what I mean by that is that, you know, right now, you, you, know, you know, it might be a Sunday afternoon and you're chilling out and you're relaxing. This is a good time when you say, if I was under stress, what are some of the simple things I can actually do? You might list them all, right? So it might be taking, for, uh, taking the dog for a walk or go for a run or um, go to your favorite cafe and listen to some chill out music and actually plan the type of music um, that you're going to listen to. Because when you're in crisis, we all know you head into our lizard brain where basically you don't think very straight. So you don't know what's going on. You're, you're in panic mode. And the last thing you want to do is trying to come up with, oh, what can I do right now to calm myself down? Like that's not going to happen, yeah. right? So, but if you know when you're in the lizard brain, you can go, all right, first of all, I'm aware that I'm in my lizard brain. I'm scared and I'm overwhelmed. At least I know I got to go to get that piece of paper and pull out that piece of paper and go, okay, there's 10 things now. What, what do I want to do? Number seven, perfect. I'm going to go and do that. Yeah. And if and you so I can, go ahead. Sorry, Lawrence. All right, you kind of end up with two lists then, don't you? So you've got your one list, which is sort of your generic list of like when a crisis happens and when I'm in stress. These are the basic things I can do to help pull myself out of stress. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then going on from there, then you need to have a next list, which is once you're out of that stress state, then you can create your solution list, which is, well, you know, particular to this certain situation and this certain thing that's going on. I can then start making a bit of a list with a clear head of, okay, these are some action steps I can make. They're going to help me start pulling back out of this and get me back on track and in the right direction. Mm. And so you can then create another list which is then going to have action steps which you can put in order of, well, okay, here are the steps I need to take. And it's just then kind of that one step at a time to sort of pull yourself back and get things back on track. And so, you know, it might be that this is, you know, something massive and it might be cancer. And so you've got to go, okay, well, here, are, you know, now that I've sort of, okay, taken my time, I've, I've got my head around this, I've, uh, or at least, you know, at least de-stressed enough that I can think somewhat clearly, and now I can make an action list of, okay, well, these are the things I need to do. I might need to go see this person and get a consultation. I might need to do this and have a look at, you know, what foods I can do that might help out and, you know, what sort of exercise I can do. And, you know, you start making a list of the actions then that are going to help you deal with that crisis situation. Yeah, mm, for sure. No, that's, I mean, three simple lists that, uh, that will actually create massive change. Now, look, I want to... You know, we're men of many things. <laughs> I guess, you know, Damien, you got your, your 
obviously we're all the part of the wellness guys, but then we all have our own practices and we all have our own family and we have kids. And then we, you know, Brett, you're an author, you know, Damon, you got your cereal company and all these things are all going on in our heads. Um, I would hate to people for actually to be in our heads because they'll be, you know, be scared of how much overwhelmed they would be experiencing. Um, yeah. But the thing is, is that one of the things that we all have to do once in a while is, is that we actually have to go at a higher level. We got to think from a, what I call cloud-based thinking. You know, this is when we're overwhelmed with everything, when almost like every project and every area of your life is com- coming down on you with something. You actually have to pull back and say, all right, what is the big picture here? And what are some of the things I got to get done? So one of those things that we Brett just talked about on that list is what I call cloud-based thinking, is where you go above in the clouds and look down on your life and say, okay, what are some all the things I've got to get done? Even And I would suggest you actually have a stopwatch for this. The stopwatch is has five minutes. You want to have five minutes. That's all I'm asking. It's five minutes to spend and write down everything that you have in your life. And, you know, five minutes is more than enough time. You'd be surprised how fast five minutes, go, uh, how long five minutes actually is when you actually write down all this stuff. And first of all, that gives you two things. Number one, it gives you a list of things you got to get done. But second of all, it also lets you aware that it's not as bad as you think most of the time. Yeah. You know, and yep. so that cloud-based thinking is really, really important. And then you use the strategy of what Brett said about doing something simple, right? Categorize those things into areas um, and systemize it so that you do the simple things first. And things are there's things that you can control and there's things you can't control. So just forget about the things you can't control and focus on the things, just manage those, but just focus on the things you can do right now. So Damien, you're also, I mean, obviously you have a lot of things too. How does that cloud-based thinking work for you? And how do you manage those situations when you're a bit overwhelmed? Um, the, the thing that I do, LT, and, uh, and everyone who's listening, is actually, I suppose, look again at the things that are important. Um, you, have that end goals. In, you have that end in mind vision thing that you talk about. I do. Always, yeah. yeah, it's my purpose. Mm-hmm. I go back to my purpose statement and my vision statement. Um, I read look at those every twelve months. You know, when we remember we spoke about doing a hundred goals, mm. it's the it's the same thing. You know, I go back to that and I go, okay, well, where does all of this fit into it? Um, if I get overwhelmed, um, it's very unusual that I get overwhelmed. Actually, coming back from Perth the other day, I was a little bit overwhelmed because it was just such a full on time. Um, but uh, you know, coming back from Perth, I was a bit overwhelmed. I had to kind of just get my head back into the space of hang on a second, what's actually really important? But it's the big picture, the big vision. I think that's the most important thing for me is as soon as I get clear on my purpose and the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing, um, everything else just seems to, you know, settle itself down um, and, you know, your heart rate starts to slow back down again and you don't you don't sweat as much. So I think that's how I do it. The whole cloud-based thinking um, analogy is is so key to this and, uh, and I, when you know, Lawrence, when you mentioned that to me the other day when I was in Western Australia, it, uh, it rang true because that's, I suppose, how I've been doing a lot of uh, what are the things I do uh, and that is just from taking myself almost off the planet to just look at how insignificant some things are um, to then realise what the significance is and the things that are really important to me mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and that's what's really good for me. You know what's really good is that is a video that was made by IBM back in the 1980s. It's called The Power of Ten. Oh yeah, and the and the power of ten, you know, that's ultimate cloud-based thinking because it actually takes you well outside of, you know, your own realm or your meterage. You know, the the one meter or the ten meters around you, it actually takes you out to outer space, and it, it actually shows you how insignificant we are in a universal scheme of things. And for me, it's a great grounder. It just brings you back to back to earth. 
Yeah, and it's amazing how when you start looking at things from the perspective of the bigger picture, isn't it? Like your your overall mission and your overall vision, that the solutions just jump out at you. Like yeah. Once once you start realizing, okay, this is my this is my big picture. This is my overall goal. Then it gives you this really great framework to be able to say, okay, well, this is where I want to get to in the end. So now that this is where I am, well, obviously, if I want to get a bit closer to that, you know, this is the step I need to take. It's it, it sounds sort of a bit uh, wishy-washy when I say it out loud like that, but but it's amazing how once you've got that really clear vision, it really helps clarify to you what is the next step I need to take, which steps are actually not helping me get towards the mission I want to get to, what things can I sort of just push aside and and ignore or you know not deal with urgently and what are the really important things that I want to make sure I get done that are really helping me fulfill my life mission whether that's at work or with your family or with your health or whatever that may be it just helps you really clarify your direction and what you need to do next mm, so true and let's face it I mean we're all when we're in overwhelm state or we're in crisis we are stressed but we are also are human beings, which means that we have the strength and ability to usually cope, right, with the stresses that actually you've been dealt with. And um, we got to recognize that. And because our body's designed to really deal with those stresses, it's important to make sure you know that you can do it, but also important, I learned this from Jeff Spencer, is that to pay back the debt. So let's, let's take sleep, for example. You know, most people say that we need about six to eight hours of sleep a day. Like for any parent of young kids, Right. You know that's. I'm, I'm you, writing to this right now. <laughs> you you know that that's not happening. You know you you know that uh, for, for the kids are waking up in the middle of the night. You get broken sleep, and I know some moms out there listening to this right now would relate to this. And you know it's not about that. You get five hours. You listen. You can get functional at five hours of sleep, but you may not be able to do very functional if you do that for two or three days in a row okay, or after two years or three years. Um, but the thing is, is that if you can find the time to pay back the debt, so just sleep as an example. If, for example, if you had two really you know, late nights and you only got five hours of sleep and um, it's important that you're going to be able to just realize that you're going to be able to be, able to be functional. Sorry, I probably need more sleep. Um, but more importantly is that you want to be able to, at the end of the week, is to actually pay back those missing two, three hours a day. You know, maybe sleep in for an extra couple hours if you can. Um, those are so really important to pay back the debt. So if you are, know you're under stress in other situations, it's really important to pay back the field debt. So for example, I mean, all of us have traveled a lot, you know, for speaking gigs or whatever we have to do. Like Damien, you've just been on a world, you know, a nationwide tour um, going around the country. And, you know, for you to eat really healthy, you know, it's challenging. Like, I mean, I know you eat really healthy overall anyways, but it's challenging yeah. enough because you're living in hotel rooms. Um, yeah. You're I mean, three hours difference between Melbourne and Perth. Um, I just flew to the States, you know, last month, and there was like, you know, 12, 15 hour differences and, you know, 26 hours to fly over there. And your your sleep and your eating habits and your exercise habits are all going to be thrown out of whack, right? But the thing is that we also have to make sure, and we know that and acknowledge it, but we also got to make sure we, we feel up. So one of the things that I know I did, and I'm sure Damien does this as well, is that we eat really, really well. Like if once we get back, it's like we just do like almost two or three weeks, almost like a detox of pure food and nothing um, else. And it's about refueling that body because your body will be able to handle a little bit, you know, uh, to, you know, a bit of stress and toxins and stuff. But, you know, your body, even if you ate a Big Mac, it's not the end of the world, right? I know, not that I will, but... Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> but your body can can cope with that for just that little bit, but you got to make sure you, you pay back that debt to actually get, 
purified foods and good whole foods back into your body. So I think that's really important to focus on that is to make sure when you're under stress, make sure you find the time to pay back the debt into your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm completely hearing you, LT, with that sleep because I'm I'm actually probably operating on a little bit less than five hours sleep. I think at the moment mm. had a had a <laughs> wedding last night and then a big open day in the practice today and uh, and I think uh, I'm certainly planning on paying it back as soon as we finish this podcast. I'm looking forward. To- <laughs> as long as you, as long as you don't do it during the podcast, bro. We no, no, I'm, I'm doing it right so far. You guys are engaging and keeping me interested, so it's good. Oh, that's good. There's actually a good thing there, brother, that you do. You don't drink any alcohol, and uh, that probably helps you in in regards to sleep. So that the sleep that you do get is probably more beneficial than those who actually do drink alcohol and then don't get enough sleep. So for those people, and there'll be people listening to this podcast that may drink couple of glasses a night if you don't get enough sleep and you drink an alcohol you're really putting your body under stress and sometimes you might find yourself in more in a crisis that's more difficult to handle because you're running on adrenaline all the time and cortisol all the time and so you can actually you're actually making it a little more difficult for yourself so the preparation for that will be to maybe make your body a little bit more healthy, maybe make your mind a little bit clearer, um, get your respiration up and make your cardiovascular system um, better functioning so that when you do come into, into crisis or when you do come into situations where it does co- create a fair bit of stress, you're in better shape to be able to handle it. And of course, that's uh, that's the three of our secret is to, to stay as well as what we possibly can so that when we do come up against the odds, then uh, you know we're, we're better prepared. And so this is the reason why you probably want to listen to the wellness guys anyway, is to get tips on how to do that. Yeah, well, that leads right into my next point. I think one of the things that I kind of mentioned this is uh, is mentorship and coaching, right? You know, we talked about men's health before recently, and we talked about uh, the, some of the things that you can do about the network stuff. It's about finding a coach and mentor. You know, when you're in crisis. The whole point about women in crisis is being able to find ways actually how to get out of that crisis and manage it back to to a more um, I wouldn't I don't like the word balance but more of a, a manageable state. The thing is is that your life is never in balance. Let's let's face it, right? No no no, no life is actually in balance. Um, but it's, a, it's the body is always trying to get you back into homeostasis. Now, the whole goal of mentorship or coach or someone to be able to call on on an emergency situation is to be able to bring you back and get you back on perspective, which we started the call on, right? Is to be able to focus back on things that is most important to you in life. Because a lot of times when we're actually stuck in the, the forest, right, uh, of the crisis, you don't see things really clearly. And you need a mentor or a coach to kind of lift you out of that forest to see the whole big picture. And sometimes, mm-hmm. it, you know, you, it's very hard for us to do that ourselves um, because we're stuck in a state, in that lizard brain state, and we need someone to kind of literally pull us away and and take a look at you. Remember those, oh, I can't even remember that movie from that Christmas movie where Bill Murray, um, what is that? Uh, anyway, so you, you kind of go back of Christmas past and future to be able to see the big picture and what from a third person point of view, almost like a fly on the wall. You need someone to be able to show you that. I, I think, think that's about really a Christmas important. Carol. Is it Christmas Carol? <laughs> All right. it, sounds like, it sounds like the story of a Christmas Carol. I haven't seen it. It is the story. Either. Yeah, it's the story of Christmas Carol. I just can't remember <laughs> that Bill Murray version of it. It's much more funnier. <laughs> Well, so let's let's throw this at you in the next last five minutes here of this call. What I mean, someone right now, because we're talking about wellness, someone right now has been listening to the wellness guys and they say, you know what, I just realized how bad my health is. I really need to get, kind of get back into shape, get healthier again. But, you know, my knee hurts, my back hurts, my, you know, I, I don't even know where to start. I'm just so overwhelmed when you tell me I have to eat all this food or, or eat this type of food. And you tell me I have to go start doing exercise. You're going to have to go and, you know, think about your thoughts and vision and create the 100 goals. My God, it's just overwhelmed. Where does <laughs> someone begin? Damien, you know, like, come on, 100 goals? Like, I mean, come on. 
Episode one. Start at episode one. <laughs> um, keep it simple. Yeah, no, look, I think it's really important to surround yourself with uh, experts and professionals. And some people have the resources, the financial resources to enroll coaches. And those coaches could be your naturopath, your chiropractor, um, your yoga instructor, your CrossFit instructor, you know, all kinds of your personal trainer. These sorts of people can help you find balance in your life and also give you some kind of direction. Other people can't do that because they haven't got the financial resource for that. Um, they can barely afford to own an iPhone so they can listen to the wellness guys. So it might be that uh, what they've got to do is seek uh, more information uh, from reading more books. Uh, it could be you've got to get Brett's book, um, How to Need an Elephant, you know, because there's there's 96, t- 97 tips in there that uh, that will allow you to day by day make some shift and make some change, create change. And bring wellness into our lives. So it's a, uh, it's one of those things that you can do. It's a great resource. It's inexpensive, and it's a great place to start. Brett, you know, I'm like, author of the. I like demos tip. That was a good one. No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I reckon. Um, I reckon that's a great point, though. Is that um, you can do it. You, you want to do it repeatedly, and and ideally, you want to do it repeatedly before it even becomes a problem. Um, so. You know, I find for me, um, listening to the wellness guys, like actually listening to you two once a week is brilliant because I get this constant reminder of little bits and pieces I can do that are helping stop me from getting into a crisis, which is fantastic. Um, having said that, I think if you are at that stage where you've realized you're in a bit of a crisis and you need to do something, um, I almost don't care what you do. I just want you to do something. Oh, like, yeah, you just got to do something different than what you did yesterday. And it can be so ridiculously small. It can be something really easy. It, it's just got to be something. Because what matters so much more than where you are is what direction you're heading in. And so if you can just do something that starts heading you back in the right direction, um, or do you know, even if it's something that starts heading you in the wrong direction, you're doing something different and you're going to learn something different that will eventually get you back in the right direction. So, so just start by doing something. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the worst part, isn't it? Being stuck, like not yeah. even moving left or right. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. Or just being stuck in the mud. And, and something simple. Let's give some examples. You know, like drinking water in the morning. Like first thing in the morning, get up, drink yeah. like two glasses of water, start the day. I mean, that's so simple. You know, yeah. um, one of the things I love is and profound, but profound. Yeah, I mean, what, what about stuff. just putting your running shoes um, yeah. at the edge of your bed before you go to bed? You know, so the first thing you see is your Perry running shoes and, you know, and something so simple yet you may not go for a run, but at least it's a constant reminder to say you should run, right? That little yeah. shift <laughs> in thinking um, is huge. So, I, you know, it's, it doesn't have to be big. We're trying to keep to things bed simple. half an hour earlier, you know, yeah. just go to bed half an hour earlier tomorrow night. Like, that's it. And it can make a huge difference. Brett's doing that tonight for sure. He's going to bed four hours earlier. That's good <laughs> sleep on the mind, haven't I? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's a good point, you know, LT. I think just uh, making it easy for yourself, just taking away those little things that could delay you. It could be that, um, you know, I, I love the water analogy. I think that's really, really important. It could be that it is, it's starting off as simply as what it could be. It could just be, you know what, just put your shoes on, run down to the end of the street or walk down to the end of the street and just walk back. Something so simple, just so you get in the habit of getting outside and, and starting something. I Of course, that's not going to be anywhere near enough to actually make some significant change but the act of getting outside and getting into the fresh air first thing in the morning could be life-changing as well as drinking those two glasses of water mm. yeah. and i think it was 
I think it was Martin Luther King. I can't remember exact quote, but it's you know it's not about the top of the staircase. You got to focus on is the step that you need to get the first step, the next step you need to get to to get to the top of the staircase. So it's important just to take that next step. Is what we've been saying. So great tips, guys. I mean, I hope that you know you get a lot out of this particular crisis management podcast, and I'm sure you'll be going back over and over again because we had so many different ideas coming from you know all three of us, and um, no in particular order, of course. But it's really important that you actually implement some of them. Do something. That's the main the main message that we want to kind of get out there. So, it's boys, disorganized, eh, mate? What's that? <laughs> I said it was always disorganized. Yeah, it was. Oh, I loved it. it was really good. <laughs> I thought it had great flow. Yeah. <laughs> to Damien, that was organized. So, listen, guys. I mean, we got a lot of big things coming up uh, at the end of this year and, and and starting off the new year as well. So, be on the lookout for that. And the only way to find out is that if you're subscribed to the Wellness Guys, go to wellnessguys.com. You know, make sure you actually subscribe to our email list and uh, make sure you follow us on Facebook and like us on Facebook because this is where we're going to announce the big announcement that's going to be coming up very, very shortly. And uh, some of you have already kind of know that what we've called it, but you don't know what actually what it is. So it's going to be so it's going to be big. It's going to be massive. So I'd love to to make sure that you guys get noticed as soon as possible, as, as soon as we launch that. But. What, tell us what you think about this particular episode um, by going to our website. But more importantly, tell us your secret for crisis, crisis management on Facebook, okay? Um, and make sure, like, one of the things, that, the best tip I have for you is to make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes, of course. So until next week, begin creating wellness into our lives and lead by example and let's change the world's health together. Join us next week on The Wellness Guys Show.